The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Discretion is advised. Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate podcast. And today we have the regular podcast crew, which is... Robin Mack. And Alexis. And Alexis, you look particularly happy today. I think it's because I took a pain pill. (laughs) 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 Joints were hurting, all sorts of stuff. I need to take a pain pill. It is working. This could be an interesting (laughs) podcast. It could. The other thing, I could just go to sleep suddenly. I don't know. know. Like Z. Okay, well, it's just no comment from her again. No comment. (laughs) You can edit out the snoring, right? Right. It should be on just one track. (laughs) So, how was everybody's week? Hot. Hot, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Way too busy from yeah. my side. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We were talking before the podcast. It's like, Jesus Christ, the stuff that you get up to. Yeah, way too much. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do things like say, you know, I need to get all of our accounting up to date because I promised Jennifer I would. <laughs> and so, you know, that, that's like it. That, those thoughts always show up at about one in the morning. <laughs> And so then at about 3.30, it's like, cool, I'm done. And the sun's going to come up in an hour. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never have to experience stuff like that myself. I hear a rumor that we're changing some stuff with some of our websites. Um, whoever told you that? Is it fake news? Yeah, that's total fake news. It's, you know, CNN. It's it's fake news. Enemy of the people. Enemy of the people. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, basically we had... We'd become too popular. Holy shit. You know, it's like we're, we're about to really expand as a web presence i mean it's it, not even a web presence but like a, a presence a trans advocate presence yeah, I mean, trans ba- presence. basically Ooh, we, we doubled like our hosting and we're moving all the trans advocate stuff onto new hosting and mm-hmm. then there's been a lot of optimization done with the stuff that stayed behind too mm-hmm. and uh, i think we're about at the point where we're going to actually transfer the uh, domain pointers and all that kind of stuff to the new hosting so it'll either work really really well or really really bad as in you'll go to the trans advocate and there will be nothing there <laughs> it could happen <laughs> yeah you never know and Stick and you know and, and we're hoping brazil I, I mean i think the trans advocate will definitely be there oh yeah yeah now yeah. brazil it may take a little while <laughs> yeah so and then, um, and then what do we have uk austria How many yeah we uh, okay bring so up? there's the Okay, so there's uh, the Red Fem, which is the Conversations Project. There's Brazil, uh, so Trans Advocate Brazil. Then there's the UK, the Trans Advocate UK. And then there's uh, new to the Trans Advocate, I guess, family is, uh, what is it? Uh, Trans Advocate Australia. I was like, New Zealand. And I went, nope, nope, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably hard to keep up with this for you. But just think, if we were going to New Zealand, you know, we could get Visa to edit it for us. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have words that nobody knew what they meant except her. If you're listening, Visa, we miss you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So yeah, um, so uh, in so in addition to this amazing, wonderful podcast, we're about to have uh, the Trans Advocate site kind of revamped, updated, optimized, and all that kind of crap. And we're adding uh, what three three different 
what did we call them? Divisions? Divisions. Mm-hmm. Divisions throughout the world. So we've got uh, Brazil, Australia, and the UK. And then once we get that moved off, which is about done, we'll be able to bring up the archive stuff again and, mm-hmm. and some of the things that we had to Great. pull off because we had too many files. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just moving the trans advocate. <laughs> I, once I got that done, I was like, holy crap, we're already up to like 52,000 files. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good thing. Our community does a lot of IT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's people listening to this going, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that's serious. Yeah. And then other people are going, yeah. Just 52, wow, this 000? is a really boring podcast. I did not tune in for this. <laughs> that's, a, that's okay. We're about to get off of this. I just thought I'd bring that up out of the blue. This, this is one of the things that wasn't on Kristen's list. You know no, what I mean? it wasn't. It wasn't. So um, uh, before I get on a roll, before I forget, because I almost forgot last time. She has a stress ball in her yes, hand. Yes, I do uh-huh. have my stress ball. She must be watching um, Trump again. <laughs> my God, I turned on the TV this morning and I was like, that goddamn motherfucker. So, I just have to say, like, if he's not going to look out for our blood pressure, we have to look out for our own. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but, you know, when I have low blood pressure uh, and I need to get more stress, it just him. takes yeah. about 30 oh, seconds. Yeah. It, it just pop right over to Fox News. Oh. It'll, it'll, it'll run it right up there. Bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you hear your state, that means that this month you have a primary that you need to get involved with. So there's and 14. I, and I really wish y'all would get them over because I am tired of these primaries yes. every week. So if you hear your state... You have a primary. You need to be involved. So that is Alaska, Arizona, Connecticut, Florida, Hawaii, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Tennessee, Vermont, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. You have this month in August a primary. And can you believe it? There's even primaries in September. Yep. Well, there's a lot of new people asking, how do I register to vote? You go to the Trans Advocate. And right on the top of the, uh, right near the banner, mm-hmm. you will see a countdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says, right now it says, 94 days until the U.S. election. Nice. Register to vote right here. Nice. And here is in red. Click here. that. It will yes. take you um, And you to... have to register if you moved. Like, make sure your address <coughs> is updated. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. So, it will take you to a form... Uh, right at the bottom, it says register to vote. Um, if some states you can register online, some states you have to mail it in. Uh, either way, it'll take you through that process right there on the Trans Advocate. Um, and uh, but register and vote. Vote no matter what. And so if you register and don't vote, you just wasted your time yes. registering. So, you know, that's that's my soapbox moment. All right. Well, got it out of the way. About voting. Oh, okay. Today. So, uh, I want to like I'm I'm thinking about uh putting together an intro for the Alexa bullshit meter 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 meter. <laughs> yeah, with music. Good thing I took and, the pain pill. And, and sound effects and everything. It's time for the Alexis Bullshit Meter. Good thing I took a pain pill. <laughs> I may need them every podcast. 
<laughs> so there, there is a story not a pain builder that, podcast that came though. out recently. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the story has this big, huge headline. It says, "The ruling against Planet Fitness in ruling against Planet Fitness, Michigan court concludes trans women are not women." And uh, well, except for the fact they really didn't say that. Well, that's all good. Interestingly, uh, uh, before the podcast, uh, Alexis uh, took the time to actually read the whole the, thing. The whole thing, the the ruling. So, what what is the ruling? Is it true that Michigan has decided that trans women aren't women? Well, okay. What what really happened? If you really look at it, where that would come from, and what would sort of give credence to that is that the plaintiff constantly claimed that they weren't women for practical purposes mm-hmm. they were self-identified they were men who were self-identified as women is the way uh-huh. they kept putting it uh-huh. and the court didn't challenge that but neither did the other side so nobody challenged it so yes mm-hmm. it sort of sits there and just sort of floats through the court never said anything about that uh, what they really said is that that uh, planet fitness uh, violated some of the michigan consumer protection laws by not disclosing a bunch of different things mm-hmm. and so at that point they're like okay so they have a right to to be heard on that rather mm-hmm. than have it just tossed out because it was tossed out in the first round it was you know a technical well there's just nothing here and the supreme court said no there is they they have a right to try to recover based on that well since there was really no damage that can be shown that means that they they have a right to go out and try to get 250 dollars <laughs> oh, wow! Now, all through this, though, the plaintiff's side kept referring to um, trans women as uh, male-assigned, self-identified women, mm-hmm. and and that wasn't challenged. But it wasn't challenged by anyone, so who knows mm-hmm. what the court mm-hmm. thinks? So yeah, so the p- court is just what I saw was the court citing uh, what what was written in the complaint well they didn't even cite that they just quoted it yeah exactly you know? <laughs> cited quoted meant yeah. yeah that's what it meant um and you know referenced it and of course the one that hates trans people uh was you know as shitty mm-hmm. as possible Un- under the guise of being respectful you mm-hmm. know yeah Men who identify as right. women, who right. self-identify as women, self self-identify self, as well. Self-identify uh-huh. was uh-huh. one of their big things. Uh-huh. So, okay, uh-huh. what is your determination? Is that bullshit or is it not bullshit? I don't think it matters in the slightest. So, you know, someone ginned up an article based on that, which is, I would say, probably eighty percent bullshit, except for the fact that the court didn't say, "Oh, you need to stop calling them that," but no one asked them to. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. And you have to remember that in this particular one, the trans individual was not involved in the lawsuit at all. Right. Right. Okay. It was. It mm-hmm. was the company, uh-huh. Planet Fitness, and this person who was outraged that there was a trans individual wow. that was sharing the the mm-hmm. dressing room. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I mean, it, it, I wonder why the individual wasn't included. Why would they be? They weren't part of this, you know, they, they weren't who was, they weren't sued. They weren't in any way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were available as a witness if somebody wanted them, but I don't know. there was nothing that said that. Right. Okay. Right. You know, but, but uh-huh. that, that's the whole thing. It, it's like, there's sort of like three sides to it. And the only ones that actually went to court were two sides. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I, I just don't see it doing anything. Honestly, I think we have much bigger problems coming out of Washington these days oh, with, with all the religious freedom stuff. Oh, so we yeah. wasted all that money to find out that 
Well, so Planet Fitness can get $250? No, no, no. no, no. It's not Planet Planet Fitness. Mm -hmm. Planet Fitness could lose $250. Okay. That's that's as high as the fine can go, or you can show actual damages. Well, there weren't any actual damages, so. Okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, I've got a a bullshit story. Um, So... You know, if if you're, you listen to this podcast, you may have heard, uh, just kind of making the rounds out there in social media, that the State Department is retroactively revoking passports for trans citizens. No. Have you heard that? <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, heard it, but no, they aren't. Uh, so someone had a problem with their passport. Okay. Um, and posted it to Twitter. Oh. And that went kind of viral. That reliable source. And uh, Hey, president says it is. And right, <laughs> yes, you're exactly right. Why can't that be fake news? <laughs> and uh, so then another person, another trans woman, uh, had her passport revoked. Um, so she had some issue, and uh, as it turned out, it was a clerical issue, and uh, you know, so. The person whose uh, passport was retroactively revoked, um, actually, she had to fill in the paperwork correctly and uh, get it, then unre- get her get it unretroactively. <laughs> re- yeah. you know, so, but uh, now everybody's worried about their passport. Yeah, so can, can you oh, have something revoked that isn't retroactive? Yes. So the, the <laughs> National Center for Transgender Equality had to put out a press re- report. It says, uh, State Department... Transgender passport holder policy has not changed, has not changed. And and in fact, um, the Washington Blade that was reporting on the National Center for Transgender Equality actually contacted the government. And indeed, the policy is still there. It has not changed. And they're probably like, what? Uh, appara- yeah, <laughs> they got through to the government? <laughs> apparently, like out of all trans people in America that have passports you know there's two clerical errors those errors were resolved and that's it yeah now i just hope that the false reported news doesn't suddenly give the trump administration ideas that's what i was thinking that's what i was thinking because some of the ideas that they seem to be moving forward on i don't know where they come from but but they're really weird these ratings we should be having like yeah Yeah. don't do that it's not giving anyone any bright ideas so hey have you heard from kuma about the uh protest up in in chicago i haven't heard anything recently i haven't either Really? Okay, so, yeah, Kuma had sent me uh, several pictures uh, from the protest, uh, a little clip that in, uh, I had in the last podcast, I think, um, and and I really haven't seen a lot of coverage. I, I know that I talked to Kuma, we're going to cover it on the Trans Advocate, um, but uh, this whole, they had this chant that was uh, pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, so the, the entire thing was focused around the concept of body autonomy. Uh-huh. And um, for the, the trans community, that's our big thing, too. Mm-hmm. Body autonomy. And for the feminist community, I think that's where we mm-hmm. really connect with the uh, local now and national mm-hmm. now and things mm-hmm. is the concept of body autonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stuff that they had there. Uh, that they had uh, like their props and t-shirts and stuff yeah. was 
amazing, literally just amazing. I, I, I have to believe that Kuma had a hand in that. Oh, yeah. Artistic, uh-huh. moving, powerful, visually just you know, strikes you right between That's the Kuma. eyes. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the really stuff Kuma. Do, a lot of the stuff Kuma does is picked up by a lot of press too. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, it was really, really good. Yeah. And and Kuma said that uh, there's uh, there's some things that are coming back to the trans archive from that protest. That's what I heard. Uh-huh. I haven't seen them yet. Excellent, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. We get stuff all the time. So, well, Kuma also went to the San Francisco conference uh, with Cha. So, uh, oh, that's true. He's been on tour. That's what, he's oh. not negligent mm-hmm. or a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. Like he's just been actively activist and activist. So, yeah, his tour he was went from Chicago to San Francisco. He, uh, whenever he was uh, sending me the pictures and mm-hmm. video and stuff and had some spotty reception. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, along the lines of body autonomy, I know that in the news, uh, the whole, you know, is Roe v. Wade going to be overturned and, you know, Kavanaugh, in fact, this morning, what got my blood pressure up and, uh, like really pissed me off as I was watching the news and this pro Kavanaugh, commercial comes on she's like i'm a democrat and i'm a woman and as a woman i want kavanaugh i know kavanaugh and kavanaugh isn't actually a demon from hell (laughs) yes he does smell a bit but he's all right and so we want kavanaugh i'm hoping this is fake news that we're laying out here right Right. now (laughs) and i'm I'm a Democrat and I'm a woman and I want Kavanaugh and I wanted to throw something huh. at the TV. Yeah. Instead, I just scowled. Well, they're, yeah. they're spending an it's awful lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the right wing is spending a ton of money. Um, who knows what's going to happen? It, it's not going as quickly as people mm-hmm. wanted it to. And, uh, you know, McConnell's now threatening that what he'll do is he'll bring it up and the Democrats can experience a crushing defeat right before the election. And that'll demoralize the Democratic base and so they won't go out and vote. That's what right. Mitch McConnell's plan is. Okay. I'm thinking to myself, that may not work that way. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you know, he does he does know how well, to do Trump devious said things. That, you know, having a government shut down whenever the entire government is Republican will make will crush the Democrats. Yeah, and again, I have trouble figuring out how that works. But I have trouble figuring out how a lot of the things that Trump says works. <laughs> you know, I mean, I actually I don't, one. but but it requires things that aren't typically considered legal <laughs> to, to make them work. And I think we're seeing some of that. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, really interesting to have a pure don't care about anything in the White House. I mean, it, for, for an awful long time, I've known that the way Donald Trump makes good deals is he does all the dealing and then he just doesn't follow through or pay. Oh, yeah. He doesn't do his part. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, which means that, gosh, you know, he comes out really great because he never does anything and he never deals with anyone that's big enough so that he can't bully him. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, that was his mistake when he became president because now yeah, he actually a- <laughs> has to be accountable in some ways. Who holds no, him accountable? Not really. To voters? To Have you seen that so far? Well, the Blunami. <laughs> yeah, right. As I said, no. I mean the, the 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 liberals and progressives, i.e., Democrats, are really fighting each other very well. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, right. That Yes, Democrats, if you want to lose, all we have to do is keep fighting among ourselves. Yeah, keep attacking. Oh, no, we're, we're not socialists. No, no, we're, we're real Democrats. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, let, let, you know, roll in all the identity politics so that what we do <laughs> is, you know, start to fight between the various segments that happen to have very common interests but mm-hmm. now decide they want to fight. I, I think a lot of it is that um, they're sort of poked and agitated by people who aren't in their groups and they buy into it and then those people walk away and just let them fight because mm-hmm. why not mm-hmm. that it's just pure voter suppression mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. might as well just let it go hmm so i was looking at so, so a, yes i'm very worried that we may not have a quote blue nami yeah <laughs> i am too uh and if anything in our primary what was it that uh you know they and that was at the kind of the apex of um, you know, the media going on about how there was going to be a crushing victory here, you know, and Democrats and everything's going to win. But in our primary, we actually saw that, uh, oh, and the millennials really turned out in our primary, didn't they, Alexis? Yeah, there were three or four of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I mean, there were like... I, I mean, you know, quite literally in one of the congressional districts, uh there were under 300 that voted in the primary, and, and there were multiple thousands that were registered to vote. Yep. And, and you know, that, that's always the concern. And the whole thing was, well, they're both Democrats, so they're, both, they're all Democrats, so they're all okay, so it doesn't really matter in the primaries. Now, the problem with that is the follow-on that always happens, and that is, well, my person didn't win, so I'm not going to go vote in the general election. Mm-hmm. And it's like they didn't win because you didn't go vote. Right. Right. We had a lot of people competing against each other this year. Oh, yeah. There was, <laughs> Huge. there was some really great selections per seat. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's yes. just really, really great selections. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't participate, then you lose. It's really simple. And, and really, I mean, I hear people talk about, you know, we got to change the system, man. And all the politicians are corrupt, man. And, you know, if you really want to have power... Your your precinct is where you have power. That's where you can really, you know, work with the people who are coming into power, supporting new people. Uh, you know, that's that's where you can really get in and work. I think if you look at the people who are going to be on the ballot in Harris County, uh, from the Democrat side, mm-hmm. probably half of them have never run for office before, mm. which is scary and not scary. Right. I mean, on one hand, it's like I love to see a lot of new people getting involved. That's fantastic. At the same time, yikes. <laughs> oh, exactly. And and most of them are actually pretty darn good. Um, you know, it, and that sort of thing. In the judges' ranks, there's a lot of really good people running for judge positions. And and they're fortunately more experienced usually because there there are some requirements. You have to practice law for a while and those sorts mm-hmm. of things. But but really looking around, most of these people have never run for office before. Hmm. I have to say that if you want to make change, I, I like I really get the whole the system's messed up. The system doesn't speak for me. It's really hard to believe in a system that doesn't account for you. But at the same time, if there are fresh voices or, or putting their lives on the line, their mm-hmm. money on the line to make a difference, like when we screened for the political caucus, we got to meet a lot of these people and hear, you know, their plans. And 
if it just takes a little bit from a voter's standpoint to put in your calendar, get out there in November, in Houston particular, we have early voting for like two weeks. Right. So it's not just a Tuesday night phenomenon. You can go when you need to go. You can mm-hmm. drive by whenever you need to drive by and get in there and get out. It's mm-hmm. worth it. I mean, why not? We're already at a no. We're already at a shitty point. Like, Mm -hmm. it could get worse. Yes. So why why not lend your efforts to having it it get better? It so much more worse. You know, and in Texas, you know, if if I look at it, federal government is not really our friend these Mm days. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it it just isn't. And if we look at state government, uh, there was a chance to do something, but we're going to end up with the same governor and the same lieutenant governor, I believe. Mm -hmm. We have a pretty good chance of possibly changing out lieutenant well a chance of changing out lieutenant governor pretty good chance of changing out attorney general which would make a huge Mm -hmm. huge Mm -hmm. difference Mm -hmm. um we'd stop filing all the stupid lawsuits (laughs) we really would and but then when you start looking at county and the more local candidates and congressional candidates you know we have a lot of good people that i think can win Mm -hmm. but we have to get people out to vote Mm-hmm. And if you are Republican and you're conservative, we still screen some of the people who are trying to replace the people that are in current seats because, again, it's fresh ideas. It's a different spending mm-hmm. of money. Mm-hmm. It's another take on your area. So if you're really pissed about how your area is being taken care of or under taken care of, get whoever's sitting in the seat out of there. And really, I mean, for the conservative, I guess, movement as it is here in Houston, it's really kind of stranglehold by a couple of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, there are a couple of people with a lot of money and a lot of power in in that political group, and what they say goes. And so the party, the the you know politicians, the people, the things that you can do are generally lockstep in line with with, with what these people want Mm -hmm. well and and it's interesting because there are some conservative republicans that just tell them to take a hike yeah challenge them yeah there are challenge them some Mm -hmm. of these seats are not won by much in primaries Mm -hmm. you know i mean and and the problem is that when somebody throws in several hundred thousand dollars against you just mm -hmm. because you wouldn't agree to do every little thing they said my view is it's a little bit worrisome about with the people who agree to do it because mm-hmm. this isn't like representative democracy. That's right. This is somebody buying it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in this case, about three people, maybe mm-hmm. four. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, it's a bit of a problem to say the least, but I think there's a chance they may not do, do quite as well this year as they, as they hoped, which will start to hopefully move things back the way yeah, it should be. Give them a and, challenge. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, at least one of those people uh, are have been in the news recently because they've been caught up in a uh, pedophile uh, scandal. Yeah, I don't think directly, but very, very close. Yeah, it was like their law partner, and and it's alleged that he knew about it and didn't report anything. So that, uh, that is yeah. what the papers are reporting. Yeah, that's that's what. As, as, as we all know, that you know, if, if you're really worried about those things, you need to ban conservatives from the restrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need bathrooms that are conservative-free zones. <laughs> like, that's going to be Kuma's next art project. Need. Right, right. You know, it's Keep like your conservatives out this of is a bathroom. safe space. No conservatives oh, no. allowed. Oh, 
<laughs> and oh, no. conservatives actually are okay. It's the uh, extreme. So it's, it's, uh, like, it's the ones who scare the conservatives. That we just, <laughs> yeah, because you know, like, a lot of the conservatives you know. are just scared. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, they're afraid to do yeah. anything and say what they really think. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's sort of sad. It's like, come on. Well, I want to take a quick break and remind people of a couple of things. When we come back, I want to talk about the news. If you're trans, intersex, or genderqueer, and are a victim of a disaster, we can help with our Trans Disaster Relief Fund. And if you're going to college, university, or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Located in Houston, Texas, we hold weekly support group meetings and run the only community-owned transgender archive that's open to the public. Also, please keep in mind that our 2018 Houston Transgender Unity Banquet will be held Saturday, September 15, 2018. If you'd like to learn more about any of this, just go to transadvocate.com. Yes. Okay, great. Let's do it. Okay, are we back? We're back. Okay. Hey there. So, it's news time. We need, uh, that, a better, was, we, we need a much better news ticker. Yeah, no, no kidding. We, I, so if if I'm really good, I'll be able to like put a news ticker in the background. I think you could have done that if you hadn't done your own version. That was like a RKO radio yeah. sound that I was doing. So not, not a, even a hey, news ticker. You can ticker. just pull one out of Rocky Horror. <laughs> it has a really good one. There's only like three people listening who are laughing right now, and everyone else, they're like turning down or turning off. <laughs> yeah, we've got to start again. That's really bad. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So, hey, Robin, okay, what, what kind of news do you have? Thanks. Starting off with the news, we've got Massachusetts, USA, transgender anti-discrimination law. I don't even want to say it. Law could soon be repealed. How could this happen? Um, So wait, 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 wait. Uh, The the anti-discrimination, there's an anti-discrimination law and it's going to be repealed? It could be. Could be. Oh, could be repealed. Could soon be. Could wait a minute. <laughs> soon could it could be. Soon be. It, soon it could be repealed. Okay. And okay. How does this okay. happen? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, they do have some legal protections for trans people. Oh, so they they have a law currently. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. But so. now they're at risk. Okay. So yep. the law the law is at risk. Yes. So the fate of transgender anti discrimination bill uh, was a law that was passed in 2016 to protect. Trans people from discrimination in mm-hmm. restaurants, stores, movie theaters, and other public places. So I guess that means that, you know, if I went to have a, a life, a, a, yeah, <laughs> have a life. If you actually uh, left your home, yeah. If I left my home, went to a restaurant or whatever, uh, they can't say, "Oh, shoo, tranny," and then kick me out. Yeah, this would have been based upon your gender identity. I see. Okay, gotcha. So that's going to be separate. Uh, from people who base it upon their sex, such uh, so they're they're talking mainly about public restrooms, locker rooms, uh, the locker mm-hmm. rooms. Oh, and we're restrooms. back to the bathroom bill. Mm-hmm. So this is a bathroom this is a really bill lot thing. of words to say bathroom bill crap. Uh, okay, must uh, so they're the, what they pass says it must allow people to use this space that's consistent with their own gender identity. So but now they're on the battlegrounds. Like a hero thing that they passed. Yes, and it's being challenged. No, yes. no, wait, no, no, no. Sorry. That was not part of Hero. 
Oh, that, right. It, it, you're you're absolutely right. In Hero, there was no like bathroom, nope. anything. Nope, nope. nope. It, that's right. You're absolutely right. And it was the people we don't like a whole lot that kept saying it was a bathroom yes. thing. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> and it's just so important to read these things because, you know, Massachusetts... Um, is being referred to as the next battleground for trans rights because of that law that's debated again is what they say. But it says it announced the third question on the Massachusetts ballot in November will center around trans anti-discrimination law. A yes vote would keep the law in place, but a no vote would repeal it. Uh, so, so if you're not put paying trans attention, up to popular vote, yeah. like hero and they in that case, have a bill <laughs> yeah. that protects things, but it it doesn't sound like it's elaborating a lot on it when you actually well, get to the ballot. Okay, so so if you vote yes, you're voting to keep it in place. Correct. You're keeping it in the, place. The and current if you protections vote in place. No. You're saying that, no, you don't, you don't want, want to, it the, in place. Well, this is exactly okay. what the movie that was produced by Stephen Hotze. You're right. And you are goddamn Bab- right. Baptist ministers of Houston area and vicinity and Jared Woodfall. Oh, my God. You are absolutely right. And that's what this right. movie that they put together about how they defeated Hero tells everyone to do. You are right. And... So, you know, my guess is that they're basing it on that model, perhaps even the the movie. And here again, this is important yeah. as to why people vote. So they did a poll to see how this would go in the ballot, and about 52% of the population say that they actually support this law. They support that trans people should be taken care of. Cool. 38% opposed it. But okay. How many people are actually going to get out there <clears throat> to yeah, vote? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the exactly The other thing right. they have to be careful about is changes in the wording at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That did happen with Hero. Yes, When Hero it went did. on the ballot, um, the people who wanted it repealed, the same people who put out the movie, um, basically got the Supreme Court to say that the wording had to be changed, and this confused a lot of people. Right, yes, it, absolutely. And that was kind of like a last-minute thing, like the... There was a push in the media. This is how, this is the wording. This is going to be how it is. And then I remember all of a sudden, everything was thrown up into the air. And it changed and it came back very confusing. And a lot of people didn't know whether yes was a good vote or no was a good vote or depending, you know, it didn't matter which side you were on. They just created confusion. So it failed. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So keep an eye on that. I wonder if they'll, they'll pull something like that. Right before the the vote, I suspect that's covered in the movie that I was talking about. No kidding. No yeah. kidding. So I've tried Alexis, to. I've tried will, to you, will you explain what this movie is so that people it, understand? Essentially, the people who funded the lies and the hate that was being spewed about hero and about transgender people with that uh, after the. Um, and Hero was the Houston Equal Rights, rights Ordinance. Ordinance. Mm-hmm. And after that was repealed by a vote on the ballot, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because of the fact that they pushed it as a bathroom bill. And no the men trans- in women's restrooms. No men in women's restrooms and claimed that um, transgender that people, men had gone into women's restrooms claiming to be transgender people and had assaulted multiple mm-hmm. um children which is not true and none of which was true so it was based purely on lies it was based on fear and hate and you know they won Mm -hmm. so then they decided they being the group that had 
put all the negative stuff together to do a movie to extol how great it was that they won and tell everybody how you win these battles and send it out all across the country to say, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to get rid of your equality laws and prevent equality, here's how you do it. You go out, you essentially attack the transgender community and you attack it on the bathroom and the fear and hate and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And then you put it on the ballot and it's just exactly what's happening there. And we protested the premiere of that movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we did a little bit differently, though. We sort of kept the crowd of protesters down. And one of the reasons was that the particular theater that they chose to rent <laughs> is run by some really good friends of our community. And we didn't want to make too big a deal, but we wanted to make sure that it was protested. But at the same time, uh, Gender Real did a film showing and we invited people to bring blankets and quilts that, you know, because it was a chilly night and then to leave them so that they could be given to the homeless Mm -hmm. so you know we're basically getting warm quilts and blankets for homeless while they're out there trying to basically ruin people's lives yes it's sort of the difference that we see between us this theater happened to be the theater that rocky horror plays at yeah it was great we we had a lot of pictures of these hate mongers (laughs) walking in with a rocky horror poster right and they have a contract right that they have to play the rocky um what do you say, trailer uh, right. before everything that's shown <laughs> yeah. in the and, theater? And, and the Rocky, yeah, and the, you know, for every movie. Now, this one they weren't planning on it, but the Rocky Horror Shadow cast people who the contract is with became very insistent. <laughs> and and since some of us know them pretty well. Yeah. They, when I say very insistent, you know, they're, they're like over the top. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what we need is a short film with all the conservatives that have been caught in the bathroom to play before all the movies. Yes, that's <laughs> I right. think that's an excellent idea. <laughs> Come on, Gender Real. Come on. <laughs> we, we have producers. Yeah. No kidding. You know, I mean, we have production facilities <laughs> if i have to watch like a toyota commercial i i might as well watch like a factual blooper so yeah. okay so on this okay, but I have a, I have wait a, a, wait what? no no it the, the problem is if we go with all of the uh right-wing christian and super conservatives who have basically assaulted young people in restrooms right. th- this is not going to be like a, a lead-in this is going to be like you know yeah ben hur <laughs> 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 yeah. Maybe it's one of those like teasy trailers where the movie doesn't really come out, but it's like yeah, okay, or, so, or something. Maybe yeah. we just do like you like know, a release like, date that doesn't like happen, a quarter of a given year worth or something. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, because there's a whole lot. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> but Whoa. I really like the idea. Multiple trailers. Yeah. I wonder what that would be like. That would be like. In a world where bathrooms are the battlefield. One trans man knows what to do and where to do it. This summer, don't miss Potty Patrol. He's flushing Hotsey's bullshit. Even the floaters. Ah, like they thought he was coming for them to protect their rights, but he was after their children. Ah! Yeah, that's sort of a Godzilla thing that you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that actually works. Don't go in the bathroom. Oh, now we're using their own marketing against them. (laughs) There you go. They were talking about themselves the whole time.
<laughs> well, and, and yeah. you know, I mentioned that before. I thought they were warning people about us. They yeah. were just warning people about them. <laughs> exactly. They Why do we say, have to be is, so narcissistic? This it's is, not this about is, us well, all yeah, the time. Well, yeah, because we sort of are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, when they're saying, oh, this is going to happen. I didn't realize they meant they were going to do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I do have a victory about the bathroom oh, bills. Okay. Okay, so if you look up the advocate from also the USA, a Florida student wins the right to use the boys' restroom and a pen- and a Pennsylvania district inclusive policy is upheld. Oh, you know, I, I remember whenever this came out, and it's like, Jesus Christ, this has been going through the courts for year, years. You know, a transgender, a transgender kid just wants to pee, and you've got to sue... And fight the school board just to pee. This is so stupid. I mean, we already have titles that are supposed to be gender inclusive, and now we're just going to continuously waste money. Well, yeah, actually, you know, I wonder how much that school district has wasted over a period of years on lawyers to keep a kid from peeing. Instead of school supplies or scholarships. They're probably actually defending it. Mm Mm-hmm. They may they may be prosecuting it, but it, you know it's everyone outside. The thing I guess that gets me about these things, it doesn't bother the kids. It's the parents that get all mm-hmm. upset. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and our favorite little group, the Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, has shitheads has sued uh, to challenge the policy. And after the panel ruled that, uh, they asked for a rehearing by the full court. So they're just going to keep this going. Well, and, and, and part of it is. That if you, if you have a whole lot of money mm-hmm. and you're a lawyer, mm-hmm. so that you don't actually have to pay any legal fees or anything like that, then you can just keep it going and you eventually wear people down because people just run out of the ability to defend. Oh, absolutely. You know, Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, like their ex-lawyers are the people who are going to be heading up the so-called Religious Freedom Task Force that our illustrious Trump Mm -hmm. administration wants to install. That's the huge concern I have. Yeah. Well, congratulations to those two victories because, uh, you know, Florida and Pennsylvania are, you know, celebrating right now. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I think locally there have been a good number of victories over time. Nationally, no, we aren't getting any right now. Yeah, so uh, speaking of uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, so here's another, uh, this this story is from The Advocate. Uh, The headline is, Anti-LGBT Group Asked Supreme Court to Review Trans Bias Case. An appeals court found that a funeral home company violated the law by firing a trans employee, but now the Supreme Court may weigh in. So that's basically the background. Um, This, this, uh, uh, this this company, this funeral home, lost their court battle <clears throat> uh, under uh, Title uh, Seven, um, and uh, so the Alliance Defending Freedom has filed a petition with the Supreme Court to say, basically, uh, let's see, they say Alliance Defending Freedom wants the Supreme Court to review it, and saying. Redefining sex to mean gender identity is no trivial matter, which is not exactly what that does. I mean, it's in employment law. I mean, no, no. I mean, 
Okay, basically, the thing with that, which they misstated, but they yes. always misstate it in their way. The thing with that is that when the anti-sex discrimination laws were passed, there was no conversation. Sex was added at the very last moment. Mm-hmm. There was no congressional background. There was no discussion of what that actually meant in Congress. It was just, oh, we need to add sex. Boom, it's in. Now, at that point, that means that the bureaucracy gets to define what that means. Yes. Over and over and over again. And, and, well, and, no, no. And, it, it, no. And, and for that particular definition, because it started out in employment law and a bunch of other things, it was determined by courts and other things that yes, EEOC was the bureaucracy that got to define it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they defined it to include gender. Gender identification, anything having to do well, with gender. Well, even that is based on settled case law. Pricewaterhouse, uh, I believe, late '80s. Uh, there was a case that was that uh, the so basically, uh, this woman was uh, had a great job and everything, but the old, you know, geezer up there was like, you know, little lady, you need to dress up for me. You need to look, you know. And she's like, mm-hmm. look, I'm a business person. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to turn you on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not here to... Smile. You know, mm-hmm. I, this is... I'm here to do business. Yeah. And took it to court. And the court ruled that, yes, that's sex discrimination. Whenever you tell, you know, a woman that she has to wear a dress or she has to wear this amount of makeup or she has to style her hair in a way that's sexually okay, pleasing but to nope, you. Nope, nope, you, you just did a leap onto something totally different. That that has to do with sex. The, the thing with this is that to include gender identity and gender expression and that sort of thing, that was EEOC yes. deciding that that all falls under sex. Now, they, get, yes. they have the right to decide that. It went to court. They, it's been through court several times. So what that means is that all of this stuff and all this case law that had to do with sexual discrimination, like that mm-hmm. one, now applies to gender expression, et cetera. Well, those are the cases that Chai, what the EEOC uh, cited to back up her reasoning for uh, you know, the EEOC's policy. On, title, on employment discrimination. Yeah, exactly. Sex, based but, on sex. But the key was... That they actually made the decision and published the decision mm-hmm. to include all of the gender spectrum, if you will, things yes. under it, which they have the right to do. Yes, that absolutely. But mainly because Congress was in a hurry. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> and they, you know, it, it, it's sort of like if they don't define it, then the bureaucracy gets but to. But you know what? Even but I wonder how this will work because I mean, Congress and a Republican Congress at that, whenever they re-upped the Violence Against Women Act, they actually defined gender identity as part of sex in that congressional bill that passed. Right. So that's that it's not only the EEOC, you know, there is a federal definition that includes gender identity. So it's not it's not just I mean, this is this is part of the government's language. Yeah, but you have, to, you have to be a little bit careful because it was defined that EEOC's definition is the one that counts. It makes no difference on the rest right. of it after that right. went through. And, and that has gone through the courts, which mm-hmm. is the cool part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and you know, it, it's one of these things that in my mind, it's all stupid to argue a lot of this stuff. But the people who want to enforce their religions and their morals and their view of the world on everyone else... Uh, are spending a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort to do that. I truly don't understand it other than the fact that they want to be dictators and they don't want people to live their lives. That's the thing. And and, uh, in this news article, they cite uh, 
a, a writer, a trans person. Uh, uh, she says, you know, uh, the ADF are more likely to succeed if the case comes between before a Supreme Court with both Neil Gorsuch and Cret, Brett Kavanaugh on it. Um, and I think that that's actually correct. I think it probably have- is correct. But not many court, not many cases that are that people want to go to the Supreme Court actually go. The Supreme yes, Court doesn't true. hear many that's cases. True. That's absolutely true. You know, mm-hmm. and if if they feel that it's settled and there's nothing new in the case, they won't hear it. Even if oh, interesting. So, uh, and and just on the last paragraph of the story, there's apparently another court, another case that they've got rolling. Um, that's that's the exact kind of thing. So it looks like they're trying to. Well, it looks like the ADF is trying to push through two cases at once. Well, they, they basically ginned up cases as soon as they saw that they were probably going to get a much more conservative court because mm-hmm. it takes a while mm-hmm. to get them there, and they've been doing this all along. And the problem is that this is lawyers basically representing themselves and their own personal views uh-huh. and uh-huh. the personal views of the people that are giving them millions of dollars. That's right. And you know, it, it's a bit of a travesty that the court system is being misused that way, but... You know, they have the money, they're getting to do it. Uh, it's just a really difficult thing to fight, and you just have to keep fighting it and see what happens with it. The other side of it that I, I keep thinking about is that there's about a 10 to 15% chance that once somebody goes on the Supreme Court, they change how they think mm-hmm. about things. Mm-hmm. And that's happened pretty regularly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it would be hilariously funny if that happened. In fact, uh, you know, whenever. Ruth Bader Ginsburg got on, the thought was that she was going to be pretty conservative and that if she got on, you know, maybe Roe would go out the door because she was, you know, she she wasn't all, you know, she wasn't the Ruth Bader Ginsburg that we all know and love right now whenever right. she she got <laughs> and, on the bench. And, and Souter wasn't anything like people thought he was mm-hmm. going to be. Uh, you know, so, so there is always the chance of the person just saying, you know, now that I have a lifetime appointment that you can't do anything about. Well, you know, so the the problem is that I I think, uh, you know, the people who are being fed, you know, the the uh, the names, the the people that are being picked for this are the same people who are running these uh, these these cases through the courts right now. Well, no, no, I, I don't. They aren't being picked for, like, Supreme Court appointments because they have to be careful with that. Because if there's any case that they've done anything with, they're going to have to recuse themselves, which sort of kills off the whole thing. So, like, Gorsuch um, didn't do any of those. Now, when he heard those kind of cases, he did opinions that were very favorable to— Oh, no, that's not what I meant. I meant that the same groups that are coming up with the names of who to put on the bench or to who who to nominate for the bench are the same people who are running— these cases and, the and all I'm saying is you don't know when someone gets that lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. Right. It is their last job. Right. Absolutely. And nobody can mess with them once they get into that job. <laughs> right. And moderately frequently, they suddenly change the way they see things. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. do I think we should count on that? Oh, absolutely not. Right. You know, right. It, it, it's mm-hmm. way less than 50%. But it, it, you know, it happens enough of the time that it's sort of like you just don't know. It, it, it's a, it, and you know, we all know that there's a lot of people who live their lives sort of as a lie based on what they're really doing, just to get where they want to get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, I've got another uh, news story, um, 
eh, this this kind of sucks and kind of it's it's good at the same time. Um, so in Detroit, so this is the Detroit news. Uh, a, su- a suspect was arraigned in the shooting of a trans woman. Mm, yeah. Uh, police have a suspect in custody in connection to the Monday shooting of a transgender woman at a gas station in the city's west side. Uh, apparently, they had surveillance cameras and they caught the shooter in the act. Uh, the incident occurred at a little after 8 p.m. on Monday when a 29-year-old transgender woman was shot in the shoulder at a mobile gas station. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, so basically what happened, according to the police, is that um, this guy um, came up to this trans woman um, and said some, you know, kind of sexist things. Uh and when he was informed by the victim that she was a transgender woman, he engaged her in a verbal argument about her sexual orientation until Rogers allegedly pulled a gun from his wristband, waistband. As the victim struggled with him over the weapon, it alleged, it's alleged that Rogers shot the victim in the shoulder, according to the prosecutor's office. But, um, yeah, so the, but so they have him on camera. Um, and he's I mean, being arraigned. Did she survive? Yes, she did okay, survive. That, yes. I thought so, but I wasn't yes. sure. Well, you know, down here we had somebody, uh, not a trans person. Well, I, I don't know. I don't believe a trans person who was uh, beat up here in Montrose mm. the other day. Yes. And, and that hasn't happened for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, police are saying it was not a hate crime because supposedly some female was waiting in a car that was related to the two guys who did it. Uh, Someone came by, exposed themselves to this female, not the victim. The victim's not the one that did it. And so they just went out and she went in the bar and got the two guys, his father and son. And then they went out and found someone to beat up. Hmm. So they, they, they were pissed about someone and found this gay man to just beat up because, you know. Apparently he was there. He was there. <laughs> Not so, not there at the time, you know, anything else. They just went wandering the streets. and. So <clears throat> since we're talking about this, this was Christopher King Bradford. Um, and there's some pictures on social media that he posted. Um, you know, he got a pretty significant head wound um, that required staples, um, you know, actually into the hairline. Um, he says, so last night I was leaving a gay establishment. I was followed down Taft Street. I was assaulted by three white guys in polos right next to the El Tiempo on Taft and Westheimer. I was assaulted for being a gay man alone. That's what he alleges. That was from what he thought. I was hit with fists, boots, belt buckles, and a rock. My head was busted open in two places. My whole back is bruised all the way down. Um, if my friend had not run up and yelled that he was calling the police, I might not be here alive today. Um, he says, we need to stop this. We need to advocate for nonviolence. I don't care if you agree with my lifestyle or not. It's no one's place to pass judgment on someone who belongs, if they belong on earth or not. These guys almost took my life from me. They almost took my life from my daughter. And for what? Because of hatred in their heart. So I I guess it sounds like, uh, you know, obviously Christopher has a, uh, 
you know, an experience of it. He feels that it was targeted hate. Uh, apparently, the people who d- were involved in the beating are saying, well, you know, someone flashed us and so we found this guy and started beating crap out of him. Well, yeah, and the, the other thing about it is that um, he's pretty definite and friend were pretty definite at being three people. And HPD was saying that they said there was only two. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of questions, and I am quite sure HPD is still investigating, to say sure, the least. Sure, sure. But, uh, but, you know, it, it, it gets to be a little bit difficult uh, to say it's not a hate crime. Right. Especially if they followed him. Now, if they didn't, if mm-hmm. they just, you know, if they just ran across him on the street and they came around a corner and suddenly decided to beat someone up, okay, maybe not a hate crime. But if they followed him, mm-hmm. you know, especially down Taft and... Right, you know that sort of thing, right. and over to El Tiempo, that, mm-hmm. that's a, that's several blocks. Mm-hmm. That, that's not like you know that's, that, right. that's definitely feet. targeting. Right, and so you know I'm not sure, but I have all the confidence in our current DA. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I mm-hmm. love our DA, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know I think if there's if it needs to be a hate crime, I suspect it'll go the hate crime yes. direction. <laughs> but, so uh, here I want to break and try out a new segment. That we're going to call Hot Takes. Did she get your permission to try this new segment? Yes. Oh, darn. I guess so. (laughs) I love her echoing. She wants to do today on everything. You know, there's a a button over here. I can make you echo like crazy. (laughs) Oh, now you have a button. (laughs) I've always had that button. I don't know how it works really well. You know, a a hot take, you know, a lot of people are known nowadays. Oh, uh, hot take. I thought you said hot cakes. I was getting hungry. I was like, hear what you want to hear. I think I I might do waffles instead of hot cakes. (laughs) That's (laughs) funny. So, you know, people on Twitter, they have their hot takes about this or that or whatever. And I thought that uh, I would have. Okay, uh, our hot takes. Yeah, our hot takes. Mm -hmm. I I thought that Robin would look at a couple of uh, these tweets and uh, we can. I I noticed you always get to look at them. Yeah. You want to? No. Yeah, you want to do it. <laughs> so well, you always get the if, political if, questions. She's probably trying to even it out. If, uh, if, if you know, and and tell me what you think is going on, and we'll we'll go from there. Okay, great. So are you going to come back in or no? Okay, yeah. <laughs> See, your problem is you said look at them. You didn't say say anything. No, I thought you were going to do the, like, we're back. Like, fart. <laughs> go for it. Okay. So, Ray Blanchard on Twitter says, For some male-to-female trans activists, claims of having been quote-unquote slut-shamed may be viewed as aspirational. (laughs) Okay. I I have a problem. I know Ray Blanchard. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Maybe this is why you didn't read it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even commenting. <laughs> nope. You're not. So I'm reading it as one of the quotes says, it's depressing. Uh, Lee Harney says, it's depressing how many publications will give people like like him a platform while routinely neglecting trans perspectives. So, but Ray's tweet was encapsulated in another tweet. And okay. so what does that tweet say? This one? Mm-mm. That's oh, can we start again? 
<laughs> okay. Hot takes, 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 okay. takes, 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 So on this hot take, the quote that we're coming out of was is that she was asking for it. <laughs> oh, I love that one. <laughs> and Ray Blanchard would like to say that for some male-to-female trans activists... Mm-hmm. Claims of having been "quote unquote" slut shamed mm-hmm. may be viewed as aspirational. Okay, so uh, that that was Zinnia Jones, and uh, that was a hot take from Zinnia Jones. Um, so what she did was uh, kind of like I guess screen cap Ray's uh, Grandpa Ray's uh, words of wisdom and said. She was asking for it, um, and that's I, okay. I can I can kind of get that. So, um, well, and it's interesting to see some of the follow up because some people say, "Well, this I've I've been viewing his account, and he looks like a creeper." <laughs> and I love people. <laughs> Lisa Harney says that uh, can use that at Halloween. That they know too much, too much about how Ray Blanchard actually treats trans women in his clinic. So that question never crossed their mind. And then they also follow up by saying it's depressing how many publications will give a spotlight to and increase their platform while routinely neglecting trans perspectives. Yeah, you know. I, I, I have to go back to the first. So what exactly, and I mean, I don't even know what it is, but this, she was asking for it, you know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, and, and, maybe but, she was asking but, for hotcakes. <laughs> there we go. We just had a joke but, about But what I was going to say was, if, if it's, you know, what I think. But what? That's, that's a good trigger statement, honestly. I yeah. mean, yeah. What, what activity can someone do that says that they're, doing something that makes other people makes it okay for other people to completely abandon all civility and you know respect of their personal space and personal self and being etc mm-hmm. i mean i'm sorry there is nothing you can do i don't care if you're standing on the street corner naked yes i that, could care that's less absolutely correct that's <laughs> you know, absolutely correct that, that doesn't give that doesn't give consent permission or anything else uh you know it it it's one of those fallacies that, for some reason, we've allowed people to get away with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you come in and rob my house, if my doors were left unlocked, yeah, you don't say, "Oh, well, she was asking for it." Actually, Her doors they do. Oh, well, actually, that has been used in court. I've, <laughs> and you know, it no, that doesn't do it. Uh, you know, if the doors are standing wide open, literally, right. you still have no right to come and steal exactly. my stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now. That's that's the thing that an awful lot of society does. It's like, well, because you did something to excite and entice me, it's your fault. No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. That's right. Uh, you know, control yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. not having known any other context besides what I was just handed, I'm with Lisa on this one. Like, we, there's a lot of us who really care about people's platforms and mm-hmm. care about their opinions and. And psychologically, if we see a lot of negative stuff, that will stick to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it just sticks to us a lot heavier than so, some of the positive stuff. So you have to be careful about who you like elaborate on and who you lift up. So, so just FYI, so 
You know who Ray Blanchard is. Yes, Alexis. I do. I have no do idea you who the ha- is. Okay, the millennial no. doesn't know. No. <laughs> so Who's homie I, Blanchard? I don't know. Uh, Ray Blanchard is a sexologist, and um, he kind of, a lot of his ideas were very formative uh-huh. in uh, the 70s and uh, the 80s, and he is widely known for his uh Theory, his transsexual typology, if you will, okay, of autogonophilia. Okay, and so that he believes that there are two types of transsexuals. Okay, and those are gay men who want dick, 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 mm-hmm. and get a coochie so that she can go out and have lots and lots of sex with dick. Okay. Okay. So there's that kind of trans person. Sounds delicious. And then there's the trans person, and there's only two. Right. So it's either, oh my God, I got to get dick right now. Yeah. Or I am so turned on by the idea of transitioning. So that transitioning is the fulfillment of my ultimate sexual desire and so then therefore whenever i have my penis removed it is ah it's like like the ultimate yeah ah. and getting up to that point it's the focus of all of your sexuality and sexual Mm. right fantasies right Mm. right now those two types probably exist it kind of goes along with a lot of the publications but I've seen in our archives. I think archives. those are like 5 to 10% of the entire population mm-hmm. of trans people, maybe. Right. Yeah, I, right. I would agree that probably there are some, you know, like, oh my God, you know, I'm very turned on by the idea of, you know, sure. I don't know, sex sure. reassignment I mean, surgery the, or something. The, the traditional drag queen definition, which, uh-huh. you know, has changed because people oh, yeah, didn't know what absolutely. it was. But the traditional drag queen definition was essentially a gay male who dressed in film mm-hmm. purely to attract other gay males for sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. much sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. It had nothing to do with performing or anything else. Those were female impersonators. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we sort of conflated the two and, and it became very confusing. But, you know, but that is a perfectly valid thing for somebody to enjoy or whatever no problem with it but it, it, the part that i find interesting is that both of the things that ray blanchard talks about as the two the only two if you the will two and only two yeah two and only two have to do with a very small segment which is either the group that is sort of typically the uh, cross-dressers that see it as a fetish and get terribly turned on and it's a it's a fetish type thing or the gay male that, that is the drag the traditional mm-hmm. drag queen yeah i mean the, the baseline people. is yeah. that the reason why anyone transitions is because they're fucking horny and this is and, what's going to do it for them and, and the funniest part to me from from i mean the first time that i saw that long ago from mm-hmm. him is if you have the things removed that you would have removed to go from male to female, you're no longer horny like that. Right. So <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? that's, that's the thing. He's like, oh, you know, you get on hormones and everything, lose your libido, which is a turn on. What? 
It's exactly. <laughs> it's like, so we're going to knock down the horniness to be horny. Well, that's um, why I was saying it reminds me of some of the things that people send in the archives because, you know, some oh, yeah. of this stuff is very, like, fantasy-based and, oh, you know, totally. erotica-based, <laughs> and that's sure. your only version of what a lot of people knew to be a, yes. a trans mm-hmm. representation. Yes, absolutely. Um, and with this thing called the internet that he has expanded to, because I'm looking at a tweet, um, he's still keeping some of the same old views and <laughs> apparently getting a large platform, but... What's the part with she was asking for it? What is he responding to? Okay, so um, Zinnia is saying, look, you know, this is like, you know, what what Blanchard is basically saying is she was asking for it. Which basically means it's the victim's fault. Mm-hmm. But what was the <laughs> original was. victim? What's the original conversation? So Blanchard is saying, you know... Like in all of his theories? No, or, no. Blanchard is saying, you know... Basically, you know, some trans women that uh, get harassed, it's actually aspirational, meaning they aspire to have harassment, that harassment is a self-validation, that if they get harassed as a woman, see, that's actually a turn on. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, to me, now that I have a little bit more context, like that's it's it's problematic on a lot of levels. Like there's a lot of trans women that that. um you know, try, seek, hope for what we used to call passability. Mm-hmm, sure. But at the same time, like, that's a safety issue. If they're being clocked one way mm-hmm. or the other um, in different areas, it can mean different things for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, and the fact that he would use the term slut-shamed, it seems like he's egging on this conversation with people who are mm-hmm. trying to shut him down or you know, get him to understand that he's feeding into rape culture. Yeah, well, and that's why it's a hot take. take. Hot take well, take. And, and the other thing is, I, I think Blanchard, <laughs> as Blanchard has done for a long time, gets really turned on by these things. Well, well that yeah. was going to be my next question is like, why the fuck does he care? Yeah, I think, well, Blanchard... <laughs> like, what's, his, and, what's his take on all this yeah, dick? So yeah, so there was, there was uh, Blanchard and this guy, I'm trying to remember his name, he, he published a shitty book called uh, The... The man who would be queen, and it was very much in connection with Blanchard. And it turns out, after it was published, it turned out that you know he really had a thing for trans women, and some of the Shocker. subjects uh-huh. that were in his scare quotes study, uh-huh. he fucked. Right. So, he, well, I mean, he's the rapist. Yeah. yeah. Wow. A very large portion of the, quote, study books from the 50s and 60s were not study books. Basically, they were erotica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God. Mm-hmm. If you ever read, yeah, we have some old sexology magazines. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, I have to <laughs> right. tell you that at the Pride uh, History Tent this year, the younger individuals who may or may not have been gay, but perhaps were giving signals that they were, Really like the sexology magazines. <laughs> yes. Really, really, really like them. <laughs> well, and they're pretty good. I'll just tell you. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I, I appreciate people calling him out for his crap talk because, I mean, we have sex educators now. We have different mm-hmm. ways of educating ourselves that is beyond like public school programming or zines or erotica. Yep. Like, I think it's good to look into your own healthy sexuality and not set people up for any sort of violent acts, especially that they're not Mm -hmm. consenting to. Yeah, Blanchard comes from a certain generation of sexologists. You know, it's like 
uh, Ray Blanchard, John Money, uh, Richard Green, uh, those types of people who had a very certain, you know, stance, a power stance towards people. And it's very kind of Freudian in this kind of classical, I'm the analyst, Mm -hmm. you are the patient and i will Mm. decode you Mm. you know and um i mean really i mean uh john money there's bad uh, john money was you know the rock star of sexology i I always never i always find it interesting when people take young and freud to some degree as (laughs) absolute you know almost like bibles it's like I'm sorry, that's just not the yeah, way I think it is. If anyone has yeah. a chance to check out uh, Jung's uh, Red Book, yeah, uh, you know, like sit down with it and look through it and really take in that this is this is like theory that people are basing their lives upon. And if you read it as background and one person's opinion and some mm-hmm, things that sure. give you insight into human psychology and, and human ways of thinking that might be different than other insights, great. Mm-hmm, Same mm-hmm. thing with Freud and, and those things. Exactly. But, but if you take it as an absolute, this is the way the world is, ooh. <laughs> yeah, so when John Money had his pet theories on gender identity and shit uh, uh, challenged by... Uh, Diamond, uh, Milton Diamond. Um, so one sex researcher recorded the encounter as Milton Diamond, uh, that uh, John Money slugged Milton Diamond and saying, we have to stand together. We are part, you know, just like, how dare you? Whenever I talked to Mickey, which is Milton Diamond, uh, he said, you know, at the time, I don't remember him actually hitting me in the face, but it certainly was really heated, and he was screaming in my face and just having a total meltdown because I dared challenge his orthodoxy. You know, it's mm. like, look, I'm just doing research. My research doesn't support your hypothesis. So what? What What the fuck? And when you shift to violence, you know you've lost. Yeah, so... Because you've run out of any logic. You know, uh, Blanchard, Green, Money, Diamond. <laughs> it's interesting, all the names, last names of all these people. I don't know any of these names. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, comes from a certain kind of, uh, uh, you know, group of sexologists. So that, why would we lift up sexologists today? Like, what's the importance of that? Because it's definitely not this guy. I well, mean, okay. I know sex educators. Why would we? Okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know people who are making very progressive porn, like uh-huh. very healthy sexuality people mm-hmm. who consent mm-hmm. to a whole lot of fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. But what about sexologists? So if they cho- chose to call themselves sexologists, then they'd be, you know, you know. So basically, if you have a PhD. Okay. Uh, and you're into sex, anything, you can be a sexologist. Well, all right. It, it, it has no real meaning yes. when you really get down to it. But the other thing about it is... That I'm back to Lisa. Why are we lifting this guy up? <laughs> Let's I'm, lift up some chains I'm not. I just didn't quite laugh as loud as Kristen, Kristen was. That was a great laugh. <laughs> and, and I loved it. She's the one that set you up. <laughs> Remember, so I did creepy. not have know, anything to do with picking you up. I know, I said I would do If this. you know the background of Blanche, yeah. you're like, holy shit, he is a creeper. Yeah, well, yeah totally. And... That's what millennials would say. That's what I was going to say. You know, if you you look at most of the people like that, a 
They were mostly male. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Frequently a lot of very gay. Mm-hmm. And they essentially have this extremely narrow gay view of sexuality, gender, etc. Mm-hmm. And, and frequently that is very, very narrow. In fact, you know, one of the things that I've started to see is there's certain segments of the gay community that have decided that they're going to define what transgender means and what one has to be to be transgender. Oh, so they're, they, they, they know all about trans stuff because they're gay. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, of course, of and, course. And, and, you know, and, and, they're and are def- these younger gay people? Yes, they are. Ah. And there are certain segments, and basically they're challenging people saying, well, you aren't transgender because. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that's right. You were telling me there was a person who's been in the trans community for a really as long, long time. as I have, longer than I have. <laughs> that, that someone's like, well, you know, you... You this and this and this, you know, you aren't this or this or this, so you aren't transgender because you have to do this to be transgender. Have to be this way, <laughs> and and this person disagreed with them <laughs> rather forcefully. And then I started noticing this popping up out of this particular segment. Of, yeah, when you told me, I was like, "Are they still alive?" <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I actually don't know if you want the truth, but I, I think so because I haven't heard anything. <laughs> But but it. Uh, All we have to do is check their social media. Yeah. Well, and I have I did, and That's I didn't see anything. Checking on each other. <laughs> but but you know, but it was like this is just crazy. Wow. And and it's. It, it, it's almost like the stuff that's happening with identity politics, where everyone's like, "Well, hmm. you know, since I'm this, then I know everything." And mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you have to be careful to not turn into the people that you hate. You know, you have you know. Ooh, that's a good way of putting. I mean, it. I, yeah, the mm-hmm. binary is so powerful that you'll basically reconstruct the binary. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. and so preach. I mean, whoa, no, no seriously, no, no, no. no. What, what you're are, saying it makes a lot of sense. I'm yeah. not printing out a Bible, but but the thing is, it's like. <laughs> It, it's balanced. We could. It would be a little different. <laughs> the gender Bible. The gender Bible. <laughs> Wait, didn't you guys do yes. that? Yeah, you did. You made the yes. gender book. Yes, 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 we did. And 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 actually, uh, when you really get into having to explain things and and think it out in a very uh, timely way, where mm-hmm. you're giving yourself, mm-hmm. you know a marinating situation you're giving yourself education you can look into facts that you don't know you ask community you do you know talkbacks you're creating synergy you're getting a lot of feedback like you're not the only educator out there you you start to find that there are tons of beautiful um, expressions out there in the you, world. You mean like do actual research and actually uh, look for facts and, well, this, and strong opinions? In and- this segment, <laughs> research has gotten funky. But what I'm saying is, is uh, you talk to people and you get to know them. And you mean you, like real life people, like not the imaginary people, ones? Real people, <laughs> real people. And, and what we found, the creators of the gender book found was that we created a conversational tool. So you have your bare basic facts and then you have, you know, starter points to have mm-hmm. your own. Well, this is how I identify. Like I can mm-hmm. really relate to this or I can't relate to this at all, but these are still really good facts to know. And then the person who's reading it or the person who's using it as an ally tool can say with that one-on-one basis to the person mm-hmm. they're talking to now, like, 
Uh, so this is the bare basics of gender identity, gender expression, and this is how I relate to this, and right. this, this is how I am expressed. And when we look for tools as human beings, I don't know why, it's because it's so ingrained in us. We love books. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted a book. They wanted mm-hmm. to see it in a book. They want to see the research. Well, they want to see Webster and in the encyclopedia <laughs> have uh-huh. it. You know, it's so interesting. Like, they were, you know that they want to see it like that. And so when we put it in a book, instead of um, performing it on stage or performing it in film, like the legitimacy of it really makes it concrete for people mm-hmm. being able to explain to their doctors, their HR people, their loved ones, like this is who I am and this is how I express. And um, well, I don't really think that that can be summed up in 140 characters. Well, and, you know, the thing about it is it gives a context for starting discussions. It mm-hmm. doesn't end the discussion. It doesn't end the discussion. It doesn't define anything, really. No. It's I, just like, guess what? Yes. It, here's words you can use. Yes. And, and if you disagree with the way we're using it, just change it. And number one, sure you like, if anyone is ever shooting on somebody, it's just, <laughs> it's just going to get more and more stinky from there. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, do we even dare okay. go? on to the next one (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) we'll do one more and then we'll wrap up okay is that what you're gonna say no i was just gonna say i'm i'm bracing for it (laughs) (laughs) she took a hot takes okay so this is also a tweet it says from the trans advocate hey at bbc news kind of interesting that you choose to ignore hashtag trans pride brighton while platforming an anti-trans hate group oh wait didn't it just leak that turfs have leadership positions at bbc question mark yep (laughs) (laughs) and then it lists the link buzzfeed.com slash mark d-i-s-t-e-f-a-n-o no that doesn't matter hashtag name the hate and it has some pictures about uh, Southland Pride Parade, uh, the lesbians feel betrayed by the GBT community. And they're using the hashtag again, uh, Trans Pride Brenton. The crowd is getting big. It's got lots of people there. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, basically, the BBC uh, made this. So, okay. So, in London, mm-hmm. uh, some TERFs mm-hmm. decided that they were going to. Uh, basically usurp pride Uh and they jumped to the front of pride and led pride like they were the first people out in front of pride making like a dyke march making like a dyke march with transphobic banners and you know anti-trans stuff so all the trans people watching pride all the trans kids out there all the trans allies before pride got to you know come down they got to see a turf parade and in shitting this, on trans people. In this picture, they're like they're holding a, a banner, like you would probably expect anyone in the pride parade to do, but you can't really make out yeah, what it uh, says. And actually, that that mm-hmm. picture is not even a picture of them. That's just a <laughs> yes, that's a fake picture. But the, the trans pride, yeah, and is uh, saying that the lesbians th- feel betrayed by the G, the B, and the T community. Yes, that that was part of their so-called hashtag. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, hashtag. Drop the T, which is their like their group of like ten people who are out in front of Pride that were allowed to you know shit on trans people as part of Pride. Wow! Um, How London. inclusive so of them! Instead well, of covering 
the uh, trans pride in Brighton with this picture. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people coming out to support trans people. Instead, uh, the BBC decided to give a lot of coverage to these group of 10 bigots mm-hmm. and focus Lift just on haters. that and yeah. pretend like there's this this big rift uh-huh. in the LGBT community. Huh. Well, there is. There is a rift between the turfs. There is and, a, and, a rift. And yes, most other people in the LGBT community. Sure. Which the is prob- not all lesbians. No. It's just the turfs. And the problem is... That whoever was running Pride, let them do it. Yes, right. So they I, let. I mean, hate we, we've talked about this before. Pride. You know, if, if they popped into the front of the parade here in Houston, it'd be about thirty seconds before they were removed, <laughs> right. if that long. Right. And and you because know, because we give the hate groups their own little box. To yeah, eat. they can go over and play hate group yeah. box. And they, they can play wherever they want. <laughs> we and, put them in a box. Yes. they're in their own box. And, and and you know, that's partly so they'll be protected because you know the the eight or ten of them and the six hundred ninety thousand of us. <laughs> You know, and everyone's been drinking most of the day. Yeah. I can just tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you just they never have know. to really endure a lot. I think they come to give, but they endure a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and no one's too mean. Uh, but, but once again, everyone has been drinking all day. Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. and actually, the, the place that we have for the hate groups is right next to the VIP mm-hmm. stands, which yeah, means so, yeah. those people actually get free drinks all day. Right. Ah. <laughs> And this is BBC News, so I appreciate you so, calling yeah, them out um, on that because there's a lot of things they could have lifted up and they didn't. No, they, and they chose not to. And BuzzFeed had broke the story, uh, some some internal um, chat logs basically was released, was leaked, uh-huh. and it showed that you know uh, there are definitely people at the BBC who are like, ooh, grass, trans, and you know, very. Um, turfy kind of uh, rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, the BBC definitely has an issue there. And, and certainly UK media has an anti-trans well, issue right now. Exactly. I mean, it, at the moment, there's all sorts of stuff going on in the UK. And the media does not seem to be on the trans side in general, the, the mm-hmm. overall media. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, that that's a problem. But... They, a lot of the stuff that happens in the UK like that, the media goes crazy, right. and they always have. So I, I really don't even know how to judge it, whether this is like the normal crazy or an abnormal crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of things that happen in the UK and the media, if it happened here, we'd think the world was coming to an end. Mm. <laughs> well, and you know, this goes back to pride planning. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, they well, submitted like like I said you it, know they let them in they let them walk well turfs so this this turf thing happened not only in London but it happened in Boston and it happened at the Dyke March mm-hmm. uh, this year so it's definitely a thing that I guess turf groups uh, you know have decided well. uh, uh-huh. you know we're going this is the thing that we're going to do we're yeah. going to try to make these pride events about us right and and they have every right i guess if they let them into the pride parade to walk and actually you know yeah they 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 were going to uh so the deal was they laid down in front of pride and wouldn't let the pride parade start unless here in brenton yeah uh, um in london london unless they were allowed to lead the parade with their hate speech oh okay and uh the parade people went yeah okay 
Oh, okay. And, and, and that's where I see the problem. Well, the, just the, because it, you are allowed to do hate speech doesn't mean you don't have an impact afterwards. That goes along with a lot of the other haters. Yeah, I mean, if they were in Houston, they would have been like, we're going to lay down. Whoa, okay, yeah. we're in the backseat of a cop car. <laughs> well, the, the other side of it is that in Houston, actually, if they demanded to lead the parade, this would be a problem. Uh, because there's a lot of people who get to lead the parade. And then they're... they're Frequently, people like mayors and uh-huh. former grand marshals and Congress people. Some of those mayors are gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That has occurred. Mm-hmm. Yes, that <laughs> and, has. You know, like outwardly gay in yeah. Houston. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, there's all those people who yeah. think they're leading the parade. and who they're are sort of, they, 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 they sort of have an influence. So, so that'd be number one. But number two, if you want to be second in yeah. the parade uh-huh. after the people who actually lead the parade, uh-huh. You have to pay a premium. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's why our float's always back in the middle, because we're cheap. We don't pay extra just for position. <laughs> but they laid down, so they tried to do a shutdown, and they, yeah. and they were allowed to continue this, and they were well, allowed okay, to Well, okay, but think ahead. about this. Uh-huh. So our right. Pride Parade here in Houston yeah. starts at like 8 o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's July. Mm-hmm. That's a Lay hot out street. on the street all you want. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot street. It will not last long. After a while, peeling them off the street, taking them to you know, the top. HPD would probably be sitting there saying, give them two more minutes. Let's see what happens. That's a hot street. It's a really hot street. Wow. wow. I mean, it just occurred to me, you know, it'd be out there on Allen Parkway. You'd, <laughs> Well, I talk to a lot of our allies, and they're out there doing good work, and they end up in conversations that they may not have background in. And so, when they come to me, they're usually the conversation is usually like, "How would you have dealt with this? Mm-hmm. You know, this this um, discrimination or this hate or this you know barrier, whatever." And then they're even more surprised when we have people in our own community that we have to deal with on that. You know, but yeah. it's like humans hate, and that's the thing. You know, mm-hmm. but I think that. It's hard to not lift up the haters on on click rate and whatnot when you're trying to talk about it. But if there were thousands of people who came out to support Mm -hmm. trans people, we should lift that up, too. Well, on that happy note, I want to bring our podcast to an end. A close. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the High Times edition of the Trans Advocate Podcast. Brought to us by Alexis on pills. <laughs> no, just Yay! one, but it really is working. You know, knee, knee pain, joint pain, all gone. <laughs> well, you know, I want to take a second. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, Patreon supporters. We very much appreciate your support. And um, I, if you want to help us ensure that our podcast continues that we are able to grow the trans advocate and have divisions in brazil uh and offer platform and organizing for uh the brazilian trans community intersex community and the uk community and the australia community you want to support all that stuff all you have to do is go to patreon.com and we have it set up so it's a once a month donation, not an every time we do something donation. Um, and those donations start off at one buck a month. And I think it goes all the way up to a bazillion dollars a month. I was going to say, and if you want something higher than we have, just tell us. We'll take care yes, of it right away. We, we will make care. <laughs> we will make sure that we have that. Um, so, yeah, if, if you can spare that 
$1 or $5 or $10 a month, man, it we sure would appreciate it. We uh, do our best to compensate writers for their work. Um, and so we want to keep that ethic going. So thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us. And if you haven't noticed on the Trans Advocate, there's a giveaway. Uh, at the bottom of every single page, there's a giveaway ad. Just click that. Uh, enter your uh, location where you want to receive the giveaway, the monthly giveaway, and we will get it out to you. Uh, we do a monthly giveaway, and if you're a Patreon su- supporter, your entry counts twice. So, um, and the your entry lasts for a year, and we start over after a year. So, having said that. Thank you for tuning in and joining us this week for another edition of The Trans Advocate. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to another edition of The Trans Advocate podcast. We are a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your support makes what we do possible. Resistance means nothing without supporting elected officials who won't attack trans, intersex, and queer children in our schools. They can't vote, so you're going to have to do it for them. If you live in the U.S. and are not registered to vote, we can help you with that at our site. Register and vote, no matter what. The Trans Advocate Podcast was produced by Kristen Williams. All rights reserved. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Trans Advocate or the Transgender Foundation of America. Massachusetts, USA, Massachusetts Transgender Anti Discrimination. Anti-discrimination law <laughs> could soon be repealed. How does this oh, happen? No. But some of the legal protections for transgender people that once drew, uh, that once uh, that uh, this sentence doesn't make sense. Hold on. <laughs> it's Anyways, Twitter, right? They're at risk. No, this one's not Twitter. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, okay, we're going to start with the news wait, 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 segment we'll, over. We'll start but, from, but the, the question news. is, okay. which one Kristen uses? Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. This That's is horrible. totally going to be a blooper reel. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> okay, wait a second. And we're back. So, yeah, so we're going to do news. So, Robin, what's so, the news? You're on record, lady. <laughs> no, I whispered. <laughs> Switching well, you topics. whispered on the side, so, you know, Switching it picked up. <laughs> it did. I was watching it. Kristen so. does a sound effect. News flash. <laughs> yeah, right. right she's getting whatever. Uh, are, are, is everyone ready? Yeah. Okay. Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate podcast. And today we have the regular podcast crew, which is... Robin Mack. And Alexis, but I have something I have to do really quick. Phone. Okay. The phone. We're oh, killing the phone. I forgot okay. to kill the phone. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll do a no. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do a re intro. Yeah, nobody cares about our Re-intro. phone. Re intro. Like these guys in their phone, like we'll just handle it.